Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? I just shaved and the sink, I, I was afraid to rinse the sink out in fear that it was going to clog the drains. That's how long it's been. I'm Dave Lochran with you or with me, Josh Engelman and Adam share at Josh Engelman on Twitter at uh, ship my money DFS and myself at Lafayette underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D Josh. I believe this is the last one of the year because not only is it a recap show, but it's a forward thinking show applying what we learn to the following weeks. And I don't know if we're going to be doing one after week seven. So tentatively the last one of the year, but it's good. It's been a lot of fun throughout the season. It has pour one out for uh, Monday morning quarterback. Um, I like the show. I like taking a look and see what happened. I like looking at the lineup construction and I like seeing what sort of ridiculous stuff takes you all the way to the top to win a million dollars. Yep. And uh, Adam, you had a shot. You were very close to uh, taking down the slant yesterday, ended up finishing seventh, but still a, a strong finish in a massive field tournament. Yeah, it was nice to, to finally have a sweat after what's been a, a pretty rough uh, football season. Then I took down the showdown slate, too. So uh, it, it was a good NFL day for once. Awesome. Didn't enter the Millie, though, right? Did not enter the Millie. I, I got sidetracked with NBA and uh, was late to register showdown. Would so. you have won it? Yeah, I would have won um, tied 25 ways for like 20K. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't have been solo because that no, would have yeah, been... it, 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 yeah, it wouldn't have been solo. And it was a small enough number where it's like, yeah, 20K would be cool, but I'm not going to like go drink bleach because I didn't <laughs> that tournament. Now, were you forced into a ton of smaller contests because of how late you were? Or did you just miss out on, because there's a lot of big contests outside of the Millie Maker. Yeah, I still ended up being okay because they ran like a secondary $10 with 10K to first, which I solo won. Nice. And they ran a $15 single entry with 5K to first that I solo won. So I still ended up having making like 16K on the slate. It was just annoying that I wasn't also in the Millie. And did you only play one lineup? Yeah, it was just my cash lineup, but I had awesome. a 1v1 pivot off of everyone else's cash lineup. Fantastic. Congrats, man. Thanks. Um, I had, I came like one point shy of, of, having of winning the showdown lineup the other day a single lineup and yesterday i think i showed you we, we had similar lineups but i got the goose egg from Corey davis and when that happens in a showdown you can't win anything yeah not gonna do too well there still cashed which is pretty impressive given a zero but uh congrats dude that's awesome 16k um you know what it have been the millie maker yeah would you have sure but it's not like you only got in contests where the top prize was like 500 and a thousand yeah and realistically if i gotten in the millie maker i don't know if i even would have rechecked the lobby to get into that secondary one so like 
it might yeah. it might have been like a 9k difference so would you definitely have played this lineup in the millie yeah because i've just been throwing my cash lineup into like the gpps just in case like this happens josh how'd your week go man fine cashed in cash uh gpps were relatively neutral uh kind of uneventful just it worked out I had like a 60th percentile lineup which is good enough in cash to make some money you, better than 48th you, you cashed uh DraftKings main slate yesterday i did oh my god i got my ass beat <laughs> who'd yeah. you have me uh, uh a bunch of guys taking zeros and negative points um, i'm assuming you had some marvin hall no i went denzel mims for 600 that was me with the same score okay i had some hall too I should have known they were going to run three tight end sets all of the time. I looked at the I looked at the the box score and it was like Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, David Njoku. There was just all tight ends, and yeah. then that other guy that they they elevated from the practice squad. I can't even remember his name. Yeah, I had Kareem Hunt in one of my best balls, and I was like, oh, they'll probably use him as a slot receiver. Like, why wouldn't they? And then he's just not involved. I had Hertz, Montgomery, David Johnson, Higgins, Mike Williams, Hall, Kelsey, Gordon, Texans D. Yeah, so you, you had David Johnson that I didn't, and you had Kelsey that I didn't. Obviously, both of those guys were solid. Yeah. I, I went with essentially all Panthers and Jets D, which, you know, obviously Panthers had a, a, a big one. Jets was nine, which I can stomach. But um, Marvin Hall did did me really poorly it it sucked to see just how horrible he was and josh it wasn't just that he was bad but it was he was bad they lost to the jets like the the cleveland browns i don't care if you're down every wide receiver there's no reason with your defense with your offense an actual starting caliber quarterback and kareem hunt and nick chubb in the backfield that you should lose to the jets but they did uh and it was just an all-around heinous looking performance and uh well i had some marvin hall uh, pour one out for Fields. I hope he's still alive in premium slack. That well, that one's a, a pretty tough beat. What was his beat? Uh, being a Browns fan. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought there was something more to that. Uh, I no. mentioned it on today's show though, but let me give you a let, give me let me give you a, a dynasty bad beat. So I tie in the championship. All right, one thirty two, one thirty two. Adam, Is this I an didn't hours? Start, what's up? Is this an hours? No, it was a different yeah, okay. one. Uh, I tie and I had Sammy Watkins. Now I lost because it goes to bench points, which is dumb. And there's a lot of things that could be changed. Goes to bench points. I lose because of that. Sammy Watkins threw an interception, which is negative one point. So if my wide receiver didn't throw an interception, I would have won outright. And then I don't know if you guys saw the Jalen Hurts fumble that wasn't actually a fumble that they called a fumble. Yeah. So that sucked. End up taking the L. Fortunately, first and second place, the the uh, prizes isn't that much. The, the cash payouts isn't that much different. But oh, DraftKings doesn't set your payout structure. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it is what it is. We move on and we start talking a little bit of week 16 recap. Josh, do you want to do the slant? You want to do the Let's do the slant since Adam uh, had a top 10 finish. Easy enough. Let's do it. I've got it pulled up and good to go. All right. Let's make it happen. What's the winning lineup look like this week? Any double wide receiver running back, no quarterback? 
Uh, Watson, David Johnson, McKissick, Brandon Cooks, Jamison Crowder, T. Higgins, Austin Hooper, Allen Robinson, Washington football team. So, no. It sickens me to know that, like, that was my player pool and somehow just didn't put them all together because of guys like Marvin Hall. Ugh. He was great. Real good. I'm really happy that I had a lot of him. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> it doesn't, like, it doesn't really change anything for me but I would have preferred him to be involved in the game. Yeah. What is it? Chris 26 is the winner. Uh, I have a reputation. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm on the wrong week. Um, What was, let me pull this up for a second. You got it on the screen anyway. So I'll just do indeed. You go to your screen. So Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, JD McKissick is one that's like, did he not get the Antonio Gibson news or something? Or did he just decide to pay sixty four hundred for McKissick? Like that is an egregious play. I'm sorry, it, it's an egregious play. Congratulations, I, I didn't win it. You know what I mean? I, I would have loved to play McKissick for sure. Um, but uh, hold on, a- am I wrong though? Brandon Cooks, Jameson Crowder, T. Higgins, Austin Hooper, uh, Allen Robinson, and Washington Football Team. I, a- am I wrong? Should we be looking at at a sixty four hundred dollar McKissick with Antonio Gibson back as a solid play? I sure as hell wasn't. Uh, he's the only guy owned less than 10% in this lineup, though. I'm actually surprised that he was more than 1%. I, I didn't even think about it. I mean, maybe because of McLaurin being out, like it becomes a little bit more viable. I don't know. Alex topped out the 150 maxers that I currently have pulled up at 1.3%. By the way, this guy played 150 lineup, so it's possible that this is just... Well, I mean, not not even possible. Uh, this was probably just fully random. Yes, you're likely yeah. right. Yeah, I'm I mean, just he, he's a regular. I'm... Like I've I've hung out yeah. with him a couple times. I'm sure it was either intentional or just someone that kind of filtered in. Yeah. Well, he's uh, done a lot better than I did. So, what was his, what's the name? I have a reputation. Only so spent he... forty, saved three hundred dollars on there. So you could have replaced him with any sixty five hundred running back or lower. It's just a weird one. It's just strange to me because like, okay, if Gibson was out and McKissick was still at a price that that was you know, reasonable, I guess it makes sense. But it kind of feels like, what, how do you even get, if you even if you're making lineups, unless you're just going you know, super contrarian, Josh, wouldn't it be difficult to get any McKissick into those lineups at that price? Yeah, I mean, like Chris Carson was the same price. Mike Davis was $100 more expensive. Tony Pollard, I guess, was $100 more expensive. That's probably like a comparable play. Uh, he he only had 3%. I'm wondering if maybe he had it set so he had to have a running back with his defense. Let's see his other lineup. See, pull up a couple other lineups, maybe. I'm on it. Uh, Wait, hold right. on a second. He had Seahawks, Panthers. Did he have no, any he, remaining he salary in that lineup or no? Yeah, three hundred bucks. He it, it doesn't appear that he had that setting either. Uh, okay. He could have played. Maybe, maybe he had like a boost or something. Like yeah, you know, he could have played Gibson though. I think Gibson was sixty six hundred. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Know. If that was your setting, then you would almost certainly end up with Gibson there, right? I don't. Know. I'm gonna see. I don't know how much Gibson he had. Um, so McKissick. Uh, he had three percent Gibson, three percent yeah. McKissick. That's so weird. Probably just a, probably just random. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just fully random. Yeah. All right. Well, 
Yeah, I was. Just, I'm just surprised to see a sixty-four hundred dollar McKissick. Like you said, Josh, a lot of players in that price range that that you would have thought would drop. But look, it won, and I don't know if if Gibson was Gibson injured. Did something happen where he because he started off with like nine carries and then didn't really touch the ball until later in the game again. And by the um, way, that JD ball- McKissick touchdown was in garbage time on the final drive. So that's. I was going to say, I, I didn't know until we pulled this up just now that McKissick was even, A, had a good game, or B, was in the winning lineup. Big final drive. The write-up on Gibson from Roto World says, Gibson was spry in his return to the field, but was only afforded a team-high 10 carries since Dwayne Haskins coughed up the ball three times and failed to move the ball consistently before getting benched. The ball was also taken out of Gibson's hands uh, since Washington trailed 20-3 to in the third quarter. Makes sense. So okay. I, I knew I was in fourth really late in the slate. I didn't realize that it was that it was so JD McKissick had a big last drive and then CD Lamb rushing touchdown to knock me to seventh. Cool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I guess uh, anything can happen. I mean, JD McKissick in the winning lineup. Now, let me tell you the the reason the reason I was so surprised by this is because I look at this lineup and I think. That is outside of the McKissick, which caught my eye. I love this lineup. I love essentially everyone that's in it, right? Watson, strong play. Johnson, um, Cooks, Crowder, Higgins, all of those guys were really good options. And, and like you said, Josh, McKissick was the only guy under 10%. So as much as I rail on it, the reason he won was because of that 2% McKissick. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like there wasn't anybody else around that would have really made a difference in that same way. So yeah, hey, it looks better be lucky than good sometimes. The, the other thing fun. about that lineup, um, and it applies to a ton of the lineups at the top, including mine, but it's something that I typically wasn't doing this year. And, and I had messaged Josh before the slate started that I was relaxing some rules um, in, in Fantasy Cruncher. But like playing Watson and David Johnson, they don't correlate together. Like Johnson did have a receiving touchdown, but that's not typically – his, you know, something that you're expecting there, but like all these lineups at the top have the quarterback running back wide receiver pairing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not something you generally see. Here's the thing. If we've learned anything this year um, and, and you just mentioned that I've been doing the same thing, Adam, having less stringent rules might just make sense. And I'm not saying just not have any rules and throw it out there and throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. I'm not saying that, but in, in the sense of, like maybe not be completely unwilling to have a running back wide receiver pairing in a concentrated offense without a quarterback or not be afraid to have a wide receiver or a running back and a quarterback in certain spots. Now I think it has to be specific, at least for me, but um, we we've seen a lot of winning lineups in large field tournaments, not be crazy with wild players like McKissick or players that are like 0.01% owned but more so with guys that are relatively popular that are just used in a formation that you don't see. And that most people, especially pro players are not going to allow in their lineups. Yeah. Like the big difference in that regard that I made or the big change I made yesterday was typically as far as like the running back wide receivers go, I'll allow it from like the chiefs, for example, but not really anyone else. And then with quarterback running back, normally I would just try and limit it to running backs that are like legitimate pass catchers. But yesterday I just went through and allowed it for pretty much every team that was a favorite and had, you know, a relatively high total. Um, and I mentioned it to Josh and you're, you're obviously fully aware of this. Um, uh, Cause like, I've been thinking about it more like, why are we seeing so many of those lineups win this year that have these weird 
uh, pairings. And I, I'm almost wondering if it's kind of like, remember we like the shift we saw in NBA over like five years where it just became more high scoring and the effect of negative correlation kind of ends up being canceled out by yep. you're just on the same team in a game that scores 250 points. I, I'm thinking maybe that's just kind of what you're seeing here more is that, you know, you used to have a lot lower scoring NFL games. And so there's only, you know, three or four touchdowns being scored and it's really tough to get enough touchdowns from two different players. Whereas now you're just seeing these games shoot out where there's 55, 60 points uh, scored pretty regularly and there's five touchdowns to be had. So, you know, why not have two players from the same offense in a high scoring game? No question. Josh, how, where are you at on all of this, given the 16 weeks that we've gone over these? Uh, pretty much on the same page with Adam. Um, I, I think that the increased scoring is having an effect. And I think that we are probably overrating negative correlation a bit. Um, it, there's nothing to stop a lineup from still working just because like the quarterback and the running back aren't correlated positively, uh, especially in like, it's a little bit different for the slant, but certainly in contests like the Millie maker where you're trying to buy a, a more unique lineup through any real mechanism. Um, I, I definitely think the scoring matters, you know, back like if you're adding an additional touchdown to every single team, like that's a touchdown that we weren't factoring in, in those correlation discussions, one additional touchdown is massive for a fantasy score. So I think it's a, probably a little bit of a combination of both. And I think, you know, more than anything, we're just, we're learning a little bit more about what to do. So the field is just like slightly sharper than it was last year and the year before and the year before that. And to your point about overrating negative correlation too, I think it's important to think about it like, the main reason that we set those rules in fantasy cruncher is because we're crunching a bunch of lineups and we don't have time to go through them. And we don't want to just let fantasy cruncher do its thing and give us a bunch of like dog shit pairings that make no sense. If we actually had the time to go through our lineups, you'd look at a lot of these lineups, like, you know, Watson, David Johnson lineups, where maybe you did have a rule set to prevent it, but you would look and say, yeah, overall, I think that lineup's good. Like I'll play it. It's mostly just like a shortcut. The the reason you're using those rules. So it makes sense to kind of be less stringent. For sure. Look at yesterday. Look at last night's game between the Packers and the Titans. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had 231 and four. Uh, he even had 20, 20 rushing yards. So you know, you're getting what? 10 plus 16, right? 20, you're getting like 28 fantasy points there. Um, and then AJ Dillon had 124 and two touchdowns. Devonte Adams had 142 and three with 11 receptions. You, if you had, Devontae Adams and AJ Dillon and no Aaron Rodgers, that would have been a perfectly fine construction. Now, granted, we didn't know that AJ, I, I had AJ Dillon too. I know you did, Adam, but we didn't know that he was going to out touch Aaron Jones two to one. But the point is, once again, here is another situation where you had a monster wide receiver game, monster running back game, and a good quarterback game, but not one that if you didn't have it in this formation, it was going to crush you. But if you did, you could have very seen you very easily seen this take down a main slate tournament with Rogers, Dylan, and Devontae Adams. And that's just the most recent game that we've seen. Yeah, and even expanding on that game, you also on the other side, you got a good game from Ryan Tannehill with zero good games from anyone else on the Titans yep. except Johnny Smith, sort of. And you also had, you know, A.J. Dillon had that monster game. Aaron Jones was five yards from 100, in which case he would have had like a 16-point fantasy game. Like, that, it's the perfect example of just a game where it's not even like that game was like completely crazy, you know, we've never seen a game this high scoring or something. It was just the touchdowns and stats just went everywhere. Yeah. And honestly, Josh, you could go and point this out every single week where you really do have to go and look back. And, and I think, you know, this is our probably our last show of the year. So I, 
full, taking a full recap on the season instead of just week 16 probably makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, but just this week alone, what about, what about the Bucks game against, uh, against Detroit on Saturday, right? Crazy. Tom Brady, 348 and four on in two quarters. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. Uh, and Mike Evans, 10 for 181 and two. Did Fournette have a huge game? No, but you're telling me there's not, there wasn't that possibility with them scoring 47 points that it could have been a Mike Evans, Tom Brady, and Leonard Fournette game that wins yeah. tournaments. Of course it could have been. Easily. Easily. If you, know that, if that, you know that total before the game starts, like you're never setting a rule in Fantasy Cruncher that you can't have the running back with the quarterback. Exactly, in the exactly right. You never right. set that. Because can we, one more thing, you know, we worry too much about shootouts. What about blowouts? When teams blow opponents out, a lot of times it's everybody scoring. Yeah. Okay. Packers, everyone scored. It, well, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, Tampa Bay, everyone scored. Adam, another example would be um, Chicago 41, Jaguar 17. Did Trubisky have a monster game? Well, Kind of, because he rushed for a touchdown. He threw for two, 265 yards. Montgomery had uh, 95 and a score. Nothing absurd, but he had two for 26 receiving. And then Allen Robinson had 10 for 103. Once again, Jimmy Graham had four for 69 and two touchdowns as well. That's another game where, like, in every facet of the offense, the this team put up points. These blowouts are definitely making me look differently at games too, saying I don't really care if it shoots out. If they're 10 point favorites or even eight or nine point favorites and they rip off 40 points, it's going to be a team effort probably on the ground and through the air. Yeah. This whole conversation just kind of makes me feel like an idiot because like logically it makes sense that you would prioritize just having a bunch of players from a team that scores a lot of points out, you know, over caring really like what positions they play. But at the same time, we know in previous years, it's been, like effective to to care so um it feels really dumb after 16 weeks being like man if i just like played more players from high scoring teams i would have had a better nfl season it josh it does feel that way though i mean it really it, does it really does and do i don't know what it's like gives... to feel like an idiot but like i agree with you about <laughs> this is one of those shows that gives you like when i do this i'll i'll, I'll do it and i'll look at it and say all right well Maybe I do need to change something and maybe next year I come into it with, with an approach that, that makes it different, that, that, that kind of revises the process. The one thing that sucks though, Josh, is say you're playing 150 lineups. I know that sounds like a lot, but in the same breath, once you start now adding in, you can play running back with uh, quarterback. You can play running back receiver with no quarterback. Then you start really making it. So you just have, an assortment of different roster constructions with 150 lineups. It it's still hard to, you know, you look at that and, and 150 doesn't seem like all that much. Once you start uh, relaxing the rules. No, not at all. Um, you can end up with, I mean, uh, like Adam, how many lineups are you crunching normally? 600. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I like ideally more, but I don't have, normally I run out of time. Okay, <laughs> just okay. How, how many lineups would you like to crunch if you were afforded the opportunity? Like a thousand. Okay. See, I'm not. I'm usually getting like fifteen hundred to two thousand. So I want all those because there's so many different like combinations and stuff. I want as much as I can get out of FC as fast as I possibly can, and I'm going to assume that I can set up uh, enough filtering on the back end so that I don't miss things like 
what the hell was the uh, Watson, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks? Like that stuff's just going to sure. end up in there anyway. Yeah, and 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 again, uh, one one last thing for that. Like, go ahead. I'm not going to go back and look through exposures unless I see certain guys flying to the top. Like, if I'm getting a lot of Deshaun Watson, a lot of David Johnson, and a lot of Brandon Cooks, that might be a, a sign for me to go look and see. Like, well, how many of them? How many of that combination exists here? Am I getting too much of just that? But if these guys are showing up in like. 10, 15, 20% of my lineups, I'm never going back to check and see what those combinations are. I assume they're just spread out. Right. Yeah, and that's, I, I was actually, I hadn't looked until just now um, when you were talking, you made me think of it. But I, I had 23% Deshaun Watson yesterday and I had 28% Cooks um, and like 15% David Johnson. I was kind of curious to see if I ended up with like all of my David Johnson lumped in with Watson, but out of my 35 Watson lineups, only three had David Johnson. So like, even with that relaxed setting and allowing it to happen, it's it, it, I was still able to do a good enough job of getting different lineups that don't just have them together constantly. Yeah. Clay, Clayton Ortner says it shows you really have to make more onslaught type roster construction where a team might get blown out. Is, is that a priority? Honestly, I don't know, but I think I need to be more open. To, yeah. to running those onslaught type lineups, but not full out shootout. Like when's the last time I'm serious about this. When's the last time. And maybe you guys could give me a better answer. Cause I can't remember. When's the last time we saw one of those lineups where that win, where it's like three, a quarterback stacked with three of his players and then ran back with two or three players from this, from the opposite team. Yeah. We haven't seen the, the huge run back piece this year. We've seen plenty, like you said, of, you know, quarterback running back wide receiver would, you know, tight end or whatever would win it, but you really haven't seen like the, the big run, but you could have gotten it yesterday. I mean, some of these lineups at the top are, you know, Watson, Johnson cooks, and then you could have Bernard and Higgins. Like that would have worked fine. That's true. Could that be a sign that pricing is better? Yeah, probably. Because if we're going to have more efficient pricing, then it's going to be harder to get that onslaught because you're not going to have like the mispriced guy low enough to stay in that lineup. Yeah, that's a good point. Like you're never getting a Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey team or something like that. But I think it's also just that the league is becoming considerably higher scoring. And, you know, when you have one game that scores a lot of points, that's great. But even so, having the highest score from one game and then trying to get the three highest scorers from the highest scoring game, but they're all on the same team, you know, you're going to have a cheaper, probably a cheaper player in another game go off with more points. uh, That is like how many guys in the same game can you stack in a shootout and really expect to, to win a tournament? It's an honest question here. Like if you have six from the same game, you need an absolutely outrageous explosion of points in today's NFL to, to get you where you need to go. Yeah, I mean, th- those true, like, onslaught-type teams normally work maybe, like, once a year. And that's yeah. why we remember them. Like, I-, I still remember being, I think it was when we, yeah, it was when we were in Chicago um, a couple years ago, Lofi. But um, I think it was, I think we were hanging out with E. Hafner, like, one day. And he was winning with, like, a Titans onslaught. And I remember it because I remember looking and saying, like, holy shit, he played five guys from the Titans. Right. Like, Good job. Congratulations. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a different world out there for sure. But I, I think you're not going to get many games where, you know, the saints score, what was it? 52 points and six of those touchdowns go to Alvin Kamara. So should have been seven. Should have been, that would have been incredible. 
I consider him holding the record because apparently the, the guy that he taught. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's from like 1969 or 1929 where they didn't even throw the ball back then. That guy also had a... uh... Taysom Hill touchdown stolen though. I mean, obviously not by Taysom Hill, but by some like, say, what? <laughs> but by some like like if you somebody posted it on Twitter, but the scoring like log from that game, it's like touchdown, 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 all for this guy, and then two yard touchdown for some other random dude at the end. Really, like the only time he touched the ball the whole game, it, something like that. It was just some random guy with a touchdown. That's crazy. How did people ever like football back in the day? What a boring sport to watch in 1934. Or I guess I everything really was boring now and it's too. actually exciting. That's true. Like, could you, you imagine say? just going and it was just like the, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, but over and over again for 60 right. minutes. Good <laughs> God. And it's 18 degrees in Green Bay. Like, oh my God, that's terrible. It's not like you're going out to your car and you're cranking the heat up. Like, no, but that getting game there last, on a horse. That, that game last night felt like real football, though. I'll tell you that much. Constant steady snow out in Lambeau Field. Tennessee couldn't hang in those conditions, and Rodgers knows it. He talked about it the other week. Uh, Josh, who are the highest owned players for Week 16? That would be at least in the slant. Thirty-eight uh, percent owned David Montgomery, thirty-one percent Melvin Gordon, thirty percent Travis Kelsey. They're the only three north of thirty. Uh, then you get Austin Eckler at twenty-six, and then after that, everything is twenty-two percent or below. Wow. Okay. By the way, Aaron Hines says it's like enjoying really old video games. We're talking about old football. Well, I'm the last person to bring that up too, because I think playing old video games is the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> You're out of your I, mind. Why would I play old? Why would I want to play Frogger or like old Mortal Kombat games when I can play games in 2020 that look like I'm actually there? I don't get it. I understand the nostalgia and I am one who can truly appreciate nostalgia. But I have no interest in plugging in an, an, an original Nintendo, having to blow into the cartridge to get it to work. No, no, I'm good. No it, it, I, yeah, I don't want to do that instinct. either. If I could find my Killer Instinct Super Nintendo game, I would definitely still play it. But see, what Josh said is ex- exactly. I don't want. We don't want to do that either. Well, I don't so, want to. I don't want to blow in the cartridge. I'll just download that stuff now because you don't have to do that. But oh, I, play, I don't want to even. I don't even. I want play, to play. I still play Little League Baseball on Nintendo twice a year. At the minimum. Matt says NBA Live 95 is better than 2K21. Like just an egregious take. No, no. But I'll certainly play Coach K basketball for Sega if I get the opportunity. Because how many times can you be John Wallace? I would just rather play the games where they're actually, they look good. If I, if my Super Nintendo were like set up and plugged in and I didn't have to go through the effort to do that, I would probably still play NBA Jam a couple times. Yes. Agreed. I would absolutely still play NBA Jam right now. I have really fond memories of Goldeneye. Like, if if my buddies came up who I used to play Goldeneye with every day when I was a kid, like, you want to play? I'd say sure. But I just feel like I would be disappointed once that game turned on and I realized, like, 
oh, well, Red Dead Redemption, I actually feel like I'm in the wild, wild west <laughs> and I'm dodging actual bullets. You know, it's just, I don't know. I'm spoiled, man. I'm spoiled with this stuff. And I don't really play video games, but Red Dead Redemption's the absolute shit. I got the map on the wall. You do. What's that? You do. That I do. Just I, remember, I remember showing you that. Be like, should I get this one or this one? Yeah. I love that. I miss that game so much. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe, 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 maybe I'm wrong here, but you are, it just doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't do it for me. I, I'd rather play new games that, that look good. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be fair, I, I play new games like twice also. So it's not like, uh, you know, me, it, it's, I, I, I don't really play video games in general, but I would still play like NBA jam a couple of times. Sure. You're it's wrong about same... games that have like yearly releases. Like I, like, I don't want to go back and play Madden 98 for Sega. That sounds terrible. Like, I would absolutely want to play the newer versions. But games right. that aren't, like, year-dependent, things that just came out, like, I would happily go play Sonic. Sure. That And that has nothing to do with the like, graphics or anything. Like, I think that's just still fun. Yeah, see, I'd have zero interest in that. Yeah. Well, you know, expand your life, man. I have to 2020 where I can play real video games. <laughs> That's where I've expanded it, Josh. I'm good. What were the highest scoring players this week? Um, of course, not including that monster Devonte Adams or Alvin Kamara game. Yeah, but- uh, Michael Gallup, who is definitely not C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper, unfortunately, uh, got to 33 fantasy points. David Johnson, 31.9. Deshaun Watson, highest scoring quarterback, 30.76. Andy Dalton, the second highest scoring quarterback, uh, 18 hundredths of a point behind Deshaun Watson. Then you get to Brandon Cooks at 30. That's everybody that went north of 30. Uh, P. Ryan went for 29.6, which is disgusting. Pointing this one out. P. Ryan was owned in three lineups in the slant. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. In That's... three lineups. But J.D. McKissick was almost 3% owned. That's 6,400. I mean, I but get that... it. He's He's actually produced at times, but. All three lineups were legitimate lineups. Well, maybe not legit. This one has Boston Scott in it. Uh, But nobody finished higher than 20,000th with uh, P. Ryan. So fully wasted. You know, on so many occasions as I was making lineups throughout the week, was I I going Michael Gallup at 4,100 on a team that hasn't, with with Mm. Dalton, hasn't really picked real favorites lately. Um, you know, this, this could be good. And I just ended up not getting there. I consistently ended up not getting there. I, he was a good play. I, I take nothing away from that. Michael Gallup at 4,100 was a perfectly reasonable play, but Michael Jaquette, who was the corner that was trying to cover him and should never play a snap of football again, got absolutely, I don't know if you guys watched any of this game, but he got burned so badly throughout the entirety of this game. And all I needed was some Amari Cooper, just a little bit more Amari Cooper, and he dropped that touchdown. I don't know if you guys did you see that, Josh? If you had Amari I, dropped, I just know the that touchdown. he dropped the touchdown. I didn't drop the touchdown in his hands, and then it went to I think Michael Gallup. But all, all I know is I have my my DraftKings best ball like under or championship team has Michael Gallup with thirty three. It has Irv Smith with twenty three. You tell me coming into the week that I have both of those scores. I assume I'm like chasing a million not sitting in like 65th place come monday is that where you're sitting yeah yeah i thought you would have yeah the, the, i'm assuming though that alvin kamara 
Devontae Adams teams, right? Yeah, both of them. Plus, I still have, I have zero points at quarterback right now with Josh Allen to go. But uh, well, he's yeah, okay, that's he's good. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's it's it was definitely one of those weeks where like my good players sucked, and then I have Michael Gallup score thirty three points. Yeah, in our dynasty league, Adam, I had Deshaun or DeAndre Hopkins, nothing. Cooper Cup, nothing. Derrick Henry, nothing. Dalvin Cook, nothing. And then no McCaffrey, Julio, or Cam Akers. But yeah, yeah, like it was. I remember telling you last week, I was like, I bet I blew my nut this week. I had what two hundred and fifty points or something, right? And uh, I was right. Always was bad, and right. not too early. <laughs> Apparently someone commented in on a video that says, I like this show, but I cannot handle Laffy's vulgarity and, and or Lochran's vulgarity, which is funny because I'm really not vulgar at all. Once, once in a while, you may throw out the, you know, the occasional curse word, but I'd say this is, you know, this is probably a, a PG to PG 13 show on most days, right? I'm pretty confident you cost less than both me and Josh. Yeah. No, I don't think not on it, shows. On on the show. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't think so. I mean, I, I'd say we it's all It's usually if in... you're talking about Philly sports. You're you're way more likely <laughs> to get yourself riled up if it's like a Brett <laughs> Brown discussion than like all bets are off for what you're gonna call him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um Strammy says Josh says the questionable stuff. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Go back to our NBA 2K sim streams. I don't know what you're talking about, Lobby. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, where's Man, Ben when you need him? It's not <laughs> vulgarity. We're just hanging out. Um, anyway, we uh, have a promo code, Josh. Do we now? It's only good for two more days, but it gets yeah. you all of our NBA content for a dollar. Yeah. Uh, it's the Caruso promo code. Use it at checkout. I was, it's still worth it. Like one day for $1 is worth it. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, but if you wanted to check it out, use that promo code to check. It. I was thinking though, too, our express pass for NFL, you might think, Oh, what's the point of getting it now? Our weekly express pass. I mentioned it in the show before us, but this might be the best time to do it because it includes all of our showdown content. And with the playoffs coming up, there's going to be a ton of monster showdown slates. Well, I- I mean, I'm assuming there will be a Saturday Sunday slate for the first week of the playoffs. That's six games, right? Yeah. No. Um, well, wait, there's seven teams. There's seven teams in each division now or yeah. a conference making the playoffs and only one gets a bye. So that means, yeah. So what? Six, six games. You're right. Yeah. Even six like three, three, even, you know, three gamers on Saturday and Sunday for that first week. That's not all that bad in comparison to what we normally get. Plus a ton of showdown stuff, which I'm really excited for. I'm excited for that. Cause it's the only thing I know how to win at <laughs> showdown NFL. That graph in <laughs> Roto tracker looks fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically cash. I'm still terrible at the term. Well, I guess now yes. I'm good at tournaments because of last night, but um, yeah. Showdown cash has been fantastic. Yeah. For sure. Love it. Love it. For three ninety five a week too. I mean, you, yeah. by the way, it's not just showdown content that you're getting. It's, it's other main slate stuff too, rankings, the express top stack. So I think we have an express lineup builder too. Um, but you get all of the showdown projections, the showdown ownership, uh, the top plays tool, which is phenomenal. I would like, we should do one of them for basketball, Adam. Yep. Like for the showdown NBA slates. Yeah. yeah. I wish those got more action. Like so far, at least, I don't know if maybe like once football's done and you start having like random, you know, Thursday night games, maybe you'll get more, but so far the showdown like lobbies haven't really been that exciting. Huh? 
I know I jumped in one that was like 50k to first the other day. Granted, yeah, I think was- they, they've been doing it, I think, on like the late night game when there's like an island game. It's been good. But I, I've been trying to play like showdown basketball for just like every game I could. And it's just me and like four other regs like playing the same lineup against each other. Yeah, I guess that's true. From a tournament standpoint, they have them. Yeah, I don't know what the cash games look like. But anyway, it's three ninety five a week. We have something for anybody. I know most of you guys that watch this specific show are regulars with us. Uh, but it's a good a time as ever to jump in. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. My DMs are open. Um, just, you know, don't don't take liberties. Adam and I talked about this. Like, I'm happy to answer any questions, Adam. But, <laughs> but, but like, not... I, don't bombard me on Christmas day at, at 11 a.m. with 15 in a row. Where are you at? You know, come on. It's not right. Check it out. Awesome.com slash join and subscribe to the channel. Josh, we're almost at 4,600. We're moving, man. We've made a decent push. 45,000, like 600 almost now. We're getting closer by the day. Uh, I think ultimately we get there by the end of January. 50K. Yeah. Without question. Growing so quickly. Again, I know most of you guys are already subscribed, but if you're not, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate all you supporting us, but it also helps you out. You'll know when we're live. Like just for example, the shows that we have today, we have an insane amount of stuff. The NBA strategy show just happened. NFL Monday Monday Night Football strategy show just happened. Then you have the deeper dive with Adam and Alex. Then Josh and Greg are going live for live before lock and then you have emac and kyle for the nfl live before lock so like there's nowhere else to be just subscribe you know post up and hang out for a while what were you gonna say josh uh now i'm just getting caught up looking at some steaming piles of garbage lineups in the millie <laughs> let's uh let's you know what, what better way to close it out than to do people love this segment too. yeah what better way to close it out than to do the worst lineups in the millie I see one right here. We'll probably touch on one that's a little bit lower, but I want to make sure that I point out Grinders Cal with a not great lineup here that we could talk about. Not entirely sure who that is, but Matt Ryan, Lev Bell, Miles Sanders, and then just a bunch of zeros for guys that aren't really playing. But I just thought it'd be fun to point out Grinders Cal on our particular show. Do you really not know who it is? No, I absolutely know who it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just saying, because if you don't, that's even funnier. <laughs> no, no, I, I do. Uh, great Smiley Damas. I'm probably saying that incorrectly. A lot of representation at the bottom, but one of these lineups actually did show up as like a functional lineup, sort of. Baker, Carlos Hyde, Pollard, Perryman, Claypool, Darius Slayton, Tyler Higby, Greg Ward, Bengals. Left 8,300 on the table, scored 44 fantasy points. That approximates a real lineup. Uh, the the true actual lineup at the bottom, like this one has Jarvis Landry. So like uh, to me, that doesn't totally count. Um, you know, that lineup has... was not a dummy lineup, but man, was that rough. Rinpack almost makes the cut in the slant. <laughs> I think he did last time too. Chipotle addict is like uh, fifth from the bottom. Another jar. Like a lot of these things have uh, stray bullets from the Browns game. This one is Julio I, I just, and Keenan Allen. It's like it's really tough one to thing, find. One thing, real quick, is when you you see that a lot. Like you'll see that with Alex quite a bit, but then he'll have one at the top. Yeah. And I remember one thing that he was always saying is he doesn't want his lineups competing with each other. So he'll just have an array of insanely different lineups, and one of them will be top one percent. It'll be number one a lot, and then one of his other one fifty or whatever will be all the way down towards the bottom. And 
He just tries to spread it out as much as he possibly can and get that one that'll take him to the top. And we've seen it happen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like you notice it, like looking at the bottom of the slant where you don't have like all these random single entries like you do in the Millie. It's a ton of the 150 max guys just sitting at the bottom. Exactly. And that's by design, not that they're putting bad lineups in by design, but that there's going to be that type of extreme uh, range of outcomes for their, for their lineups. I'm having so much trouble finding like a legitimately just poor scoring lineup that doesn't have a zero because someone didn't play. Okay, this one works. Mahomes, Lev Bell, Gordon, Perryman, Tyreek Hill, Pittman, Goddard, Lockett, Texans D, 61 fantasy points. That's the lowest I found that doesn't have like a guy that just didn't play. Like, honestly, that's not a terrible line. It's not fantastic, but it's not horrible. Mahomes, Bell... Tyree kill. I was perfectly fine with. I just, um, can you, this is one single bullet in this contest. Can you imagine open up your DraftKings app and you're that, <laughs> that little circle is just dead buried in the left side. Like, Oh my God, I suck. That happened to me on an NBA slate the other day. It was oh. like all the way at the back. I had, it was Christmas day, Christmas day. And then I had a great night for showdown for football, but basketball, it, it was, it was bad. Jeff Teague had like, what do you have? Five. Um, there were just a lot of guys that did. Giannis had. Didn't Giannis finish with like thirty or something? Something. I don't like. know. Just was, imagine. Was, imagine this being your last twenty dollars, and you're like, "All right, <laughs> I'm in. I got this. This is the lineup." And this is it. He spent all week working on it. You finish one hundred and seventy-six thousand in the milli. <laughs> all right. So, what's bad about this lineup, or is it just? Like Texans against Cincinnati, do you really hate that? No, no. Right? I mean, Michael Michael Pittman is like the only piece of this lineup where I think it's like an outright mistake. I don't like Perriman, but you know, feel free to pick a random Jets wide receiver. Right, I agree with Pittman. With Perriman, it was just kind of one of those things where he was really cheap. Could he rip off a decent play? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he had six. Her- he had six targets without a catch. Oh, he was targeted six times. Okay. <laughs> he had one rushing. He had one carry for six yards, but he had six targets. Wasn't really involved uh, last week, but, you know, six targets the week before that, uh, eight targets in week 12. I mean, he's, he's like a guy that gets on the field at the very least. Yeah. I mean, he's not good, but right. or he's not, sorry, he's not good in his offense. With don't, Josh, can you go back to that lineup real quick? I just want to see. It's on I, I was curious what you guys think of we always talk about you don't need to go insane with, with exposures or, and, and with being contrarian and trying to get leverage plays, whatever you may say. Um, what do you think of, of something like this where, you know, all of the, all of his Kansas city players were, were pretty high on, were pretty chalky. But then when you look at the rest of this lineup outside of the Texans, pretty much everyone, I guess, got it was up there. But when you have th- uh, several guys that just getting no ownership at all, is that a winning strategy, do you think, Adam? What's that? Sorry. Is it a winning strategy to have like, you have a few chalky guys as your core and then you just go absurdly contrarian around that with not just one player but a lot? Not usually because normally, like, players that are low-owned, it's for a reason. Um, I mean, you see it, like, sometimes in basketball, more so than football, you'll see ownership get really concentrated on some guys, and it makes some really good plays be really low-owned. But normally, if, if someone's, like, 1% or 2% owned, it's because they don't have a really good chance of succeeding. So putting a bunch of those guys in your lineup 
is typically going to make you not have that good of a lineup. Particularly at a low salary point. Like you could be low owned and be 7K because you're 7K. Right. But if you're low owned and 4,200 or low owned and 3,800, it's generally speaking because you do not have a positive outlook on that slate. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point, point because it's not like there's likely to be a bunch of 4K guys that look fantastic and everyone's playing instead. Right. Whereas you can get that at, you know, like, you know, 7,800 because there's three 8K guys that are great. Like yeah. Lockett at... 6,500 and low ownership. That's fine. You know, I, I had some cup yeah. locket lineups and, you know, but yeah, you're right. When, when you have guys, Josh, that's a great point. When you're looking at players that are dirt cheap and still have no ownership, it's because it's not like people just didn't notice them. Right. Yeah. That's just because they, they shouldn't have been owned and you probably <laughs> don't need two of them in that lineup. Right. Exactly. And, you know, didn't matter who it was. Marvin Hall, uh, Brashad Perryman, Mims, all of them. Letdowns. That's, uh, that's what we get. This lineup, though, I think ultimately we've seen a lot worse with yeah. these same scores than this one. That, that's what I'll say. Yeah, I mean, if you just turn Perryman or Pittman into one, like Marvin Hall or something like that, I know we're going to have a little bit of salary left over, but everything else is like reasonable plays for the slate. They just all sucked. I'm not saying this because of what he did, but Pittman into Gallup would even make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Amari's going to see quite a bit of, and we don't have to worry about quarterbacks, but if I were to just reason myself through this, Darius Slay, Mari Cooper, but not even that Michael Gallup is, is, is on a game. Just everything about that game seemed to be, more appealing for for Michael Gallup than Michael Pittman, but no doubt. He at least could have had a respect, not respectable, but less embarrassing showing, Josh, if that Pittman was Gallup. Then you're getting up close to 100 at least. Yeah, tell this guy that it was an embarrassing showing. I'm sure he's really happy this morning. (laughs) Well, I have plenty of them. Yeah, that's true. It's fair. By the way, that Kansas City team... (laughs) on every level outside of Kelsey, but even at 8,500, whatever, that was brutal. 17 points. Mahomes was 24 of 44. What happened in this game? Like what? I just, this was, this was one of the most improbable outcomes of the season. I think it was just really strange. They had a total that was up at what, what wasn't, wasn't their total 32 points. They had a 40% chance of being the top stack. Yes, right. <laughs> and by that, the way, though, that's a perfect quite. example of there's still 60% chance they aren't for anybody wondering, you know? Yep. Yep. I said that last night on NBA Live before lock, oddly enough. About the Chiefs? Yeah. It's yeah. like, look, that's, that's why we look at this data. Just because you are the most likely team to be the top stack, there's still a, a greater than 50-50 shot that it's any one of the other teams that are playing. Exactly. There wouldn't be DFS if it was like, okay, well, they're going to be the top stack. It would be called NBA DFS. Oh, don't you dare do that. (laughs) All right. I guess that'll do it. It's always a fun show. Kind of relaxed, loose. It is. 
Not so much as the happy hour show that we did on Christmas. <laughs> Not quite that relaxed. We didn't talk any. Well, we talked sports, just no DFS. That was a blast, though. The Ooh. the extent we talked sports was you said, has anyone looked at the games coming up? And like three of us said, we don't even know who's playing. Exactly. And then we moved on. <laughs> so I just made a quick pivot away from that. Hey, Jordan, chug that kettle one. <laughs> bad businessman. Real bad. I made, I, I, had to, I, I made my stomach hurt. Matt Kajeski was the star of that show. Though. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he just absolutely, I guess when you live in a shoebox and you have stories to tell. You live in a shoebox in the chosen. And four locos, yeah. It's good Oof. stuff. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us all season, though. It's been a blast. Yeah. We're still going to be doing plenty of NFL content, probably just not doing this one again. If we do, you'll know where to find us. Monday, 11 a.m. Of course, stick around later. The Deeper Dive, Alex Baker, Adam Sher followed by Josh and Greg live before lock. And then the NFL live before lock for the Patriots and for the Buffalo Bills. Remember, I already did with AB, uh, Alex Brown and Matt Kajewski, the uh, nine o'clock strategy show for Monday Night Football. Uh, and then we just had Jason Floyd and Greg Ehrenberg do the M- uh, NBA strategy show. Josh, do you have your videos, any videos up? Today? NFL videos have been sent out. I don't know if they've been posted yet. I've recorded my FanDuel NBA contenders. I'm recording uh, the DraftKings version immediately after this. They will both be live on the YouTube channel within the next 45 minutes. Awesome. It's been a blast, fellas. Been a fun season. I think we learned a lot. We did. And well, it's time to apply it to next year and maybe better things will happen. We'll see. Can't wait to forget it all for next year. Yeah, you always say that, and then you then you start getting hyped a little bit. You start getting into it. It's fun. We still got basketball though. Baseball's the one I'm just like, eh, you know, I can, I can take it or leave it. I can leave it for sure until yeah. it comes back around. At which point, I will fake excitement so that people think that we care about it. I'm always excited for baseball to start because I mean because normally by that point I'm really tired of basketball. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But I'm, it, I'm so sick of making rotations every morning at that yeah. point. I can assure you I get tired of baseball quicker than I get tired of basketball, though. And then it's like, oh, I still have eight months of baseball left. I don't know. I'm already tired of basketball after that Dwight Howard game last night. I, I didn't follow any basketball. What happened? Um, Joel Embiid got ruled out 15 minutes. I knew after. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got ruled out 15 minutes after lock. So I swapped, you know, to like 90% Dwight Howard at like 10% ownership. And he scored 11 fantasy points. <laughs> What did he play, like 12 minutes? Something like that. They got blown out, lost by like 30. I stuck with heavy exposure to Andre Drummond, which worked out perfectly. I don't, yes. I don't know how he did. Oh, put salt in the wound, asshole. He, he, See he you guys soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good luck tonight on the slates, fellas. We'll catch you back here soon. Thanks to all you guys for watching. And if you haven't subscribed or hit that thumbs up yet, go ahead and do so. It helps us out a ton, and we greatly appreciate it. Peace.